Hey, good morning, Nashville. This is the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC, where we talk all things real estate. This morning, we have our full privileged panel, our expert business owners and professionals in the real estate business that know anything and everything that you can possibly have a question for. Boy, that's a tall order. No. No doubt. No. The expert panel. Try to, is, try to follow that. This wow. is the expert panel. <laughs> I mean, setting expectations high. Really, dude? You build houses in what four, five, six months, and uh, your buyers no, always no, no, have no, equity. No. From the from the time we start to the time we finish, it's about three and a half months. He's built one in five days before. Yes, he has. I have built one in five days. Yes, yeah. was that for the show? Yes, that was for the show. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't make that a common business. No, practice. it's not a typical uh, no. practice. Well, let's keep it clear. It wasn't for this show. It was not for this no. show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank <certain> you, Jimmy. <laughs> I appreciate you clarifying. A certain television show where they build houses in five days Yes, yeah, yeah. for unfortunate folks. That's got to yes. be a nightmare, though. That's a short timeline. It was fantastic, Jimmy. It was, wow. it was the greatest experience. It was really just wonderful. It was... Um, basically, what you try to do is you treat every hour like it's a day mm-hmm. and try to get as much done as you normally get in an hour done in a day. And that's what we focused on really hard. And and uh, we worked 24-7. And we had a few tricks that we had to pull off in terms of concrete and drywall mud. But other than that, it was have lots of – we had 2,500 non-professional volunteers Wow. We had 2,500 people just show up on the job and say, we want to help. Wow. And so we our, our, <laughs> we kind of spoiled all of our tradesmen, like the sheetrock guys that actually hang the sheetrock. All they did was stand, and, and we had volunteers bring them the boards, and they just put the boards up. They didn't have to go get the boards and put them up right, like they normally right. do. They just kept putting the boards up. And then uh, and the mud guys, same thing. You know, everybody, kind of the same thing. We had behind every professional uh, a volunteer stand there and get them whatever they want, whether it was water, whether it was, you know, a hammer or some wow. extra nails or whatever. They just... They, 24-7. They, okay, yeah, yeah that, that, that yeah. leads me to my next question. How much yeah. sleep did you get Yeah, I was that wondering that, too. You know, I, I didn't sleep for the first uh, 48 hours because I couldn't. Wow. And then, and then I made a funny mistake. It's so funny you mentioned that. We had we had um, Travel World, Travel World, I think it is, up in Donaldson area, up around uh, Opry Mills. They donated for the week three or four trailers for us to sleep in if we wanted to. And to add a little safety and security, I had us put up a temporary light, a big, you know, like you see in a parking lot. So yeah. I put up a temporary light. And the trailer that I was going to use for myself, the light was right over top of it. And there was a sun, <laughs> there was a moonlight or whatever, a sunroof, whatever, in the trailer. And that light was beaming in. <laughs> and finally I surrendered. I grabbed a ladder and I put a piece of tarp over top of the like, try to get some sleep. And I st- you were the one in charge of getting the light, right? Yeah. I, I, it was my decision to make. I, I'm the one that didn't think about, no, people are going to want to sleep. So uh, anyway, I, I didn't, I probably slept uh, 
I'd say about eight hours that five days. Wow. Oh, oh my God. Not was, me. Tough. Yeah, I, I did sleep about 20 hours straight when it was over. Mm-hmm. I bet the adrenaline just kept you going because it's just like that. you're watching the There clock. was so much activity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. there was no break to stop and yeah. smell the roses on anything. Yeah, no. Well, you know, what we did, uh, that's right, Chris, you were there a lot, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Um, I was. We actually got, they, they give you, I want to think it was 104 hours to complete the job. And we were the second episode of the third season. And up until then, no one had ever gotten it done ahead of schedule. And that's why you might remember Ty Pennington running around with that bullhorn. He used to yell, hurry up, hurry up, because they were always late. They always missed the schedule by a couple a couple hours, five hours, eight hours, something like that. So we were the first episode where he didn't break out the bullhorn because we didn't get it done in 106 hours. We got it done in 94 hours. So we got it Ooh. done like, like yeah. Impressive. Like See why I said early. this is the expert panel? You know? That's right. And, and Bring the, it on back. And the reality is we, didn't, we had no idea, and we really coasted the last 12 hours. And so, Chris, I actually really got to enjoy the last 12 hours because yep. the job was done. We knew it was done. We knew we were not going to have any problem hitting the right. schedule. We were going to beat the schedule. And uh, actually, Ty was the last, the only project that didn't get done in that 96 was his hours project. was his project. <laughs> the, the kid's bedroom. Uh, no, actually, it was the, the master bathroom. Okay. I couldn't Amy's master was. bathroom. Yeah, it was Amy's master bathroom. And and so that so when they came in when we do the key handover they have this little key handover ceremony that didn't make the show, um, and uh, he was just like, dude, you're done. You're not supposed to be done yet. I'm supposed to run around and yell at people. And I was like, sorry, man. Save it for the next episode, yeah, Ty. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We were actually eating lunch the day you got the call that you were going to do it. We were eating at the hot dog right. place over here off Lafayette or whatever that's it was, right. and um, and he's like. I'm not supposed to tell you this, but <laughs> I need you to get ready for this. I need you to get ready for this, and I was—I was just kind of cool. I mean, we were literally over there just—we were just grab lunch that day, eating, yeah. and so I couldn't tell anybody. But it was really, really. <laughs> do you do you remember that conversation where I had to apologize? Yes, to this guy, because I have a good friend of mine. I, mean, I have actually a couple, it was like five of us. And one of the things that we like to do is we like to crank call each other. Right. You know, it's Ronald Reagan on the phone or whatever. You know, Reagan's, when we, you know, Bill Clinton's on the phone, whatever. We do all this thing, you know, and, and, and so we try to do it in a way where someone might actually believe it. And so mm-hmm. he calls me up and he says he's so-and-so from Extreme Makeover. And I, <laughs> it had to be Earl because was, I was calling a number back in California. So it had to be Earl. I had to be my buddy Earl. So I called him up. And it went straight to the voicemail for the person. And Earl's the kind of guy that would set up a voicemail just to pull off a gag. And I, I uh, said some things into the phone that <laughs> would probably make Donald Trump blush. And, <laughs> and laughed this and hung up. <laughs> oh, no. This guy, can't be Earl's number. And the guy called me back. And he was laughing. He thought it was funny. He goes, no, man, this is not a joke. I'm, real, I'm really so-and-so. Oh, I'm like, funny. what are you doing answering your own phone, man? You look yeah. for AB. Don't you have somebody answers the phone for you? Yes. Yeah. No. So how do, how do you guys get the paint to dry, the concrete to dry? I mean, how do you? Well, that's what he said. There was a couple. There was a couple tricks yeah, to the. Can you? Because that house had a uh, had a basement pour, I believe, didn't it? No, no, no. It was a crawl space. It was a crawl, a crawl space. But we we placed a lot of concrete because of the handicap accessibility issues. So concrete. Um, I hope people find this interesting. Concrete I never stops curing. Okay, and so how strong the concrete is is also a function of how fast it cures. So we usually use three thousand psi, and and three thousand pounds per square foot inch. I'm sorry, <laughs> per square. I was getting ready for the the, the gong to go uh, off. Um, <laughs> and and uh, um, 
And so that you can walk on it in about 24 hours and you can drive on it in about seven days. So we used, I think we used uh, 12,000 PSI concrete so that we could walk on it in like an hour and we could drive on it in about uh, two days. And it just it, so it cures super fast because Isn't it's super it more hard. Expensive? Oh yeah. Okay, so there. I was like, <laughs> yeah. well, then why wouldn't everybody yeah. use that? Right. Or it's way more expensive, and it's just not necessary in a typical job. Right. But it's way more expensive, and uh, I'm trying to remember which concrete company it was. I think it was IMI that donated everything. So they oh, not wow. only donated the concrete, they donated the super expensive concrete, wow. and they were fantastic about it. We everybody donated their part, and right, it was right. great. We raised a lot of money for the family too, but we were able to give it to them instead of spend it on lumber mm-hmm. and stuff like that because everybody donated. Chris made a big donation, if I remember right, didn't you, Chris? I did. Midtown yes. titles, very, nice. very nice. Made a nice big donation for us. I bet that would be cool to do it all over again. I'd like to be part of it. You know, if for the family, absolutely. Yeah, it was great. Met just their facial expression. The, oh. This show doesn't do it any justice. They still call me every now and then. That's awesome, great. man. That's awesome. Hey, we got to jump out to a break real quick. When we get back, we're going to jump into the show. We're going to talk about several different topics today about buying a house, the market, credit scores, and rates. So you've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC. You are listening to the Money Man Mike Show. We talk all things over real estate. And, you know, you might be in the market looking for a home or maybe looking to move up, you know. And do you have little man or little girl syndrome? Now, what? Yeah, huh? everybody's looking at me like, dude, it's early. What the heck are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. You know how every now and then you got that little self-doubt. You have the little guy, little girl, depending on what you are on your shoulder, saying, you I thought can't it was a that. devil and an angel. Well, whatever you want to call it. Devil, angel, little, little girl, man, little, little man, little girl. <laughs> it's all the same, man. All right, let's just go with your little devil guy. Okay. Ever been sitting there just saying, hey, you can't do that. You can't do that. You well, can't sure, buy a house. sure, everybody has their little doubt. Their little doubts. Everyone does, especially when it's in buying a house. They just don't think they can do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my credit's not strong enough. I don't have enough down payment. I can never afford that. I can never do anything like that. And the point of the matter is, is just so many people think their credit's never strong enough. And they think you got to have over like a 740, 750 credit score. And for you guys, what do you want to take as a... As a professional in this business, what do you think the average credit score is over the last, let's just say last year? You're talking about applicants for a new loan? Closed loans. Closed, Closed loans. 715. I was going to say oh, seven. I was going to say six, six. I don't know. I kind of like think 680. Maybe, maybe 680. So I would say less than that. I'd say like 670 or something like that. Dad? 53% of all loans closed. Had a credit score between 600 and 749. Okay. So a range of 600 and 749. Which is not great. Well, that's a big range, though. 750 is a good score. Right. But out of that, 24.5 of them were 7 to 750 or 7 to 749. So there's 25%. Let's round it to that. Another 25% was between 650 and 700. And then 8% were basically the 6 to 650 range. Only 32% were actually above the 750. Gotcha. So the point being is you, you've got this huge 53 to 
of all closed loans were in that 600 to 749, 750 range. And people think that yet they got to have perfect credit to get a loan. It's just not the truth. Right. My take is I don't know that most people know what their credit score even is. You, I mean, you see them before I do. You talk to them before I do. Maybe, David, you even have some dialogue with them if they walk into the homes or whatever. But do people actually really know? I mean, they say, oh, my credit's good. But do they really know if their credit's good? I'm going to tell you something interesting. You know, I manage properties, too. And the interesting thing to me that I learned over the years in managing properties is everybody, nobody, not people don't necessarily know what their score is, but they know what's on their credit. Mm-hmm. And they may think that what's on their credit is more damaging than it is, yep. to make Michael's point. That's a common thing. Yep. But when I rent houses, I ask people, when I pull your credit, what am I going to find? And you know the best indicator of whether or not they're going to honor the lease with me or not is? Not what their credit score is, is how honest they are about the credit. <laughs> it's hysterical. It's hysterical. I actually had somebody, you know, oh, I've got a perfect credit. I don't have anything bad on their credit. I pulled their credit, and they had a 720 score. But they had a Victoria's Secret credit card that never got paid. Not once. Got charged on it, never got paid. So I asked the young lady, you know, what's the deal about this Victoria's Secret? Oh, I don't know. I, you know, I got some stuff there, whatever. She made one rent payment and never paid again. Hmm. What? I had another guy. I said, what am I going to find in your credit score? And the guy put his head down and he was really kind of like humbled. He says, they, my credit's a mess. I got a repossession. I got a... I got da, 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 da. Tell me your story. He bought a big truck, mm-hmm. a big Ford diesel truck, and it was a lemon. And so not only did he have to make the payments on it, but he wasn't making the income because he didn't have the truck to make the payments on I it. Mean, that's why he got the big work you know, truck. Work truck. Um, and so it destroyed his credit. I mean, destroyed everything. And then his wife got sick, destroyed everything. That guy paid every month on time, every time, never missed it for two years mm-hmm. until he finally did get his everything together, got his life back together, got a job, his wife got a job, got everything back together, and they were able to buy a house. Oh, Yeah, great people, wonderful people. I've always found whether or not they're honest with you about their credit is the best indication of whether or not they can pay the rent. Not Nothing else. Well, it's interesting you say that because with all the new – you don't hear it as much, or the consumers don't hear it as much. It's the trending data. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what trending data is supposed to look at. Yeah, it gives you that full picture. Okay, what happened? And are you trending? Are you trending to the point where you're paying off your debts? Are you paying your minimum payments, or are you charging them up and still paying your minimum yeah. payments? What exactly are you doing? What is trending data? Trending data is literally it takes a 12 to 24 month snapshot of literally right now in your credit report. It shows. If you've ever been late, if you've been late 30, 60, 90 days, what your balance is, what your payment is. Trending data will show your actual pay history and your balance history for the past 20, 12 to 24 months. So we can see clearly if you had several charge cards that were zero balances and all of a sudden you've been going shopping sprees and your balances are climbing because your current credit report doesn't show it. It just says what the balance is now. And the training data will show you if, if your credit balance was going up or if your credit balances are going down. And a lot of times we found when you take somebody like the guy mm-hmm. that had the truck and you look at their overall history and not just the last mm-hmm. 30 days, if you will. They were always on time and always, this and yeah. that, except yeah. for when they went into this pickle because of the truck. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And the other girl, don't get me wrong, the other girl was perfect except for this one thing. So she was perfect before. She was perfect after, but she wasn't honest about it. Mm-hmm. 
And, and, and uh, you know, it's just amazing to me. She didn't have much other credit, right. but she wasn't honest about it. She, she was it keeping it a secret. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Hey, somebody hey. got it. Hey, you are <laughs> Thank you, honey Chris. today. <laughs> you're on it you early, know, I, man. You know, I want to take the counterpoint to what you're saying, though. Okay. okay you're, what you're saying, I and I agree with to a certain extent, is don't let your own preconceived notions knock you out of buying a house. Correct. Okay. And, and the counterpoint is something we talked about several weeks ago, which is don't kill yourself trying to buy. I, I want you to buy a house. Mm-hmm. I really do. You know, I know you want them to borrow money Everybody to buy a house. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and Andrew wants to show them the house and Chris mm-hmm. wants to close. Them. We all, we're here to do that. That's what we do. And if you come and you ask me, I'm not going to talk you out of it. Not even once. Okay. <laughs> if you come see me, I will not talk you out of it. Okay. That's not my job. My job is to help you buy one. But know yourself. Be honest with yourself. Don't just be honest with the people you're borrowing money with. Be honest with yourself. Are you making positive progress on what I would call your balance sheet? Because mm-hmm. that's what that trending data is really about. Are you improving your balance sheet? Is this a balance sheet plus for you? Yep. Or are you already in debt up to your eyeballs? Are you right on the edge of making your payments as it is? Do you not have any money saved up? Because if you don't and, you, and you're at your eye, do not buy that house. Right. Keep renting. I agree. Yeah. And you've said that before, too. So don't say yeah. I wouldn't talk yeah, to you about it. Yeah, I'd say you would be the one of the I, first people to yeah, talk to people. Uh, I've no, no, had no, no, people no, no. where they're like, you know, running down their numbers with you and I mean, they literally are going to have 10 cents in their account when they're yeah. done. And you're like, are you sure you want to? I mean, this is, yes. you need to really think this through because there's things that come up as a homeowner. Always things that come up. Yes. I, I, but there's ways to protect yourself from that. And, you know, if your agent's helping you out, things you're going to know ahead of time to possibly save for. Mm-hmm. You know, like your roof's in bad shape. You're buying it. No, in, in five years, you're going to probably need a roof. That's so you expect it. <laughs> I know. He's over here buying you. Right. But, I mean, you know, if people are really just Capital borrowing from Peter to pay Paul, I you agree. probably don't need to buy a house. So, I, so, so, to be honest and fair, if I'm sitting down with somebody and they're going through it, and I, and there's certain RESPA things, too. I mean, there's only so much of their private information, if they don't share with me, that I know. But if they share with me this, that, and the other thing, I will lay out for them, you know, this is about what you should have, and this is what you should have in reserve. But if they say they want to move forward with that, right? I'll be frank. It is not my job to make you feel bad about what you're doing. Oh, it's no, my I job agree. to make you feel good about what you're doing, and and to plow forward. And 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 I, you know, I, agree. I, I don't always know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they have a great uncle that's about to leave them a million dollars. Right. And it's not my not my thing to know. So I, I share that advice now. I share it to my family. But I promise you, if someone wants to buy a house from me, I'm gonna let them do it if they can. You know, hey, all of you guys are just they have to they have to be smart on their own. I mean, I hate to yeah. I, you know, you're coaching them, you, you, you're coaching them. But you guys are all ethical. You're all above board, and you're not just slamming somebody through a transaction just to get another right. number sale or anything like that. You guys, I don't, I don't need the money that. Before. No, you guys do it the right way. So yeah. if you're in the business or not in the business, if you're looking to get into a house or anything like that, you need title companies or anything like that. Um, you need to go out to moneymanmike.net or out to Money Man Mike Face or Money Man Mike Radio on Facebook and look up all their contact information and they'll be glad to help you guys out. When we come back, we're going to get into the house of the week with Andra and then we're going to jump into a couple other topics about uh, buying a house and the market. So you've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Welcome back 
to News Radio 1510 WLAC. You're listening to the Money Man Mike Show. We talk all things real estate. And we're going to get into Andra's House of the Week because it seems like every time she talks about a house here on the show, it is sold by the following show. It, so, that's kind of the market. Yes. Have you had one make it the week to the next week? No, yeah, I have had one that I had about three weeks. Um, and it had a ton of showings. It's just, it was a weird little, it was a zero lot line, but it was a condo. Three whole weeks? Three whole weeks. Holy Just cow. a nail biter. Wow. Like, calm down, hold your horses, just a little more time. Three whole weeks. But um, yeah, my house of the week is located in Donaldson. Donaldson is happening right now. If you're not yes. familiar, you need to go do a little visit. Um, it's 117 Donaldson Wood, conveniently located, very close to the airport, right off of Lebanon Road and right off of Stewart's Ferry. It is a three-bedroom, two-bath ranch, completely renovated with a master suite. So unlike most ranches, it has like a big, giant walk-in closet for the master bedroom. Oh, nice. Um, it's a great house they've done. They're stylish. It looks really good. Private fits in backyard. It's about 15, 30 square feet is the um, square footage, and the price is 248 Wow. The yards are usually huge over in Donaldson. Yeah, yeah it depends on where. This one's probably like 0. .3. That's so Which good. is That's a decent good. size. That's bigger so, than anything I build on. Really cute street, though. It's it's <laughs> it's a little dead-end street with one little kind of jut off of it with like four or five houses, which I actually sold a house on there about a month ago. So, wow. and anyway. Now, now, I'm trying to think of where that's at. Okay, so that's over. That's right near the, the river, right? What river is that? That is near the Stones River. And there's like a whole big... That's where the Greenway is. Um, it's about a mile from where you would meet like Coles and Target on Lebanon Road, yeah. and there's the old bridge that they've now made part of the Greenway path. And nice. Yeah. I mean, you, like you can walk on sidewalks or in oh, protected yeah, you areas can the bike. whole way. You can. I can start in East Nashville at my house and ride my bike over to Donaldson to that Coles in about mm, 25 minutes, maybe. I can ride all the way to the dam, which is it's 22 miles total. So it's 11 miles there, all the way to the dam on 40, hmm. the Percy Priest Dam. I can ride my bike there in about an hour. And that's passing the, I mean, you know. So, so let me get this straight. There's a ranch over in Donaldson mm-hmm. for price, of, what was that, 240 you said? 248. 248. And if the, per, the person who buys it, if they want to, they can hop on their bike mm-hmm. and ride it about 20 minutes and be in East Nashville. Yes. Enjoy lunch, the restaurant's down Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Turn around and ride their bike. And I'm talking a beautiful bike ride. Oh, it's there beautiful. Is one, it, at about five minutes, because there is one really killer hill going <laughs> towards East Nashville. <laughs> if you're coming from East Nashville, right, it's right. a downhill. All right. So, so, so you get to work off that lunch on your way that's, there. That's exactly yeah. right. Yes. <laughs> so Andrew, you know, is the queen of East Nashville. She's kind of becoming the queen of Donaldson a little I bit. I sell quite a she bit. She did her Donaldson. house hunter show mm-hmm. out there, and yes. she's had other closings out there. So mm-hmm. well, she's taken over the... Nashville area. I mean, you're riding your bike, you know, shoot, you that's East Nashville. It's all the same, right? If you're riding your bike to it, that's the same, isn't it? I think everything like East Nashville, all these little pockets of Nashville are just getting pushed further and oh, further yeah. out. And it's just, they're kind of becoming their own little melting pot and they're all coming together somehow. Well, and I try to explain, to, I have a new buyer right now. He's actually looking for his daughter and son-in-law and they're busy, I guess. I don't, it's kind of weird, but... 
He lives in Brentwood, and he's kind of trying to figure out. He's like, well, I just don't know, you know, why would they want to live over there? And these prices are just, and I was like, look, you have to understand that this is right by downtown. Everywhere that's in Davidson, in the metro area, is going up in value. I mean, places people didn't want to be five years ago Mm -hmm. are hot. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they're all, like, improving and getting nice and building parks and sidewalks and bike lanes. And, I mean, there's so much growth, but, you know, and a lot of it's... It's for the good. And people are just starting to figure out how good the schools have gotten. Oh, yeah. They're getting a lot better. The people who don't think that the schools are are good in Davidson County Mm -hmm. are living on five-year and ten-year-old information. Mm -hmm. So I represent lots of different people, builders, realtors, Mm -hmm. and a lot of investors, too, and and it's funny to track their movements. Like in one week, I've I had about five investors send me contracts, and they were all basically on the same street. So it's it's <laughs> my title searchers going. <laughs> What is the deal with this? And I'm like, I have no idea. And it was um, Albion Street is what it was. Okay. And uh, so a lot of people are, and that's kind of North Nashville a little Mm -hmm. bit. I know people can't see that I'm pointing, but uh, North Nashville a little bit up by TSU areas really is where it's at. And it just happens in droves, like you said. And like literally in one week, there was, I got five or six contracts in on houses and and stuff in there. And they were all from different folks. So you can just tell when the marketing or the movement shifts to a street Mm -hmm. at a time, it's just... And that's how it happens is like a street. If you're in a very much transitional area, one whole street will be updated. And you're like, well, this street's awesome. And then the next one, you're like, oh. (laughs) But then the next thing, you know, that street will start. And then they'll, you know, update all of it. And so some of them are going to be tore down. Some of them will be remodeled. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. People say, hey, what are they going to do? I guess it really depends on what they can do on the lots. Um, You know, whether they're going to put two houses on one. Some of the lots, the closer you get to town, just don't have that ability. They're just not big enough to do that. Yeah. Uh, some of them are, so it's just funny to watch them, watch them kind of come up and go like that. Yeah, it's constant progression. I mean, I was driving through downtown uh, the other day, and you know, we talk about the crane watch, and it seems like all the cranes I'm used to seeing, they're gone. Mm-hmm. But now yeah, there's, there's they've shifted ones. over yeah. or whatever you want to call they've it. Moved. Yes, and it's just like holy cow! And then they just finished the um, the Weston, mm-hmm. the hotel. And I didn't know that right next door, they're bringing in some big Marriott. Yeah. I mean, right next door. Yeah. And there's yeah. so many other hotels that are down there that even I didn't even realize off of the, we, the green watch. We need to relieve the pressure oh, on gosh, the hotels yes. because the hotel rates are so astronomical high. It's just because there's not enough supply. Yeah. They actually did a um, thing on the news just, I think, last week or the week before talking about the Nashville hotel rates and how high they are nationwide but it's just that supply and demand which goes back to the same issue we're seeing with houses yeah you know it's just supply and demand everyone wants to be downtown because heck to drive from your house to or to drive from your listing in donaldson Mm -hmm. to five points Mm -hmm. it'll take you more than 20 minutes depending on the time I was out of town last week on uh, fall break with my family, and I always love to tell people I'm from Nashville. And so, <laughs> oh, yeah. And because uh, and their eyes light yeah. up, you know. And, and they're uh, always like, I love Nashville. I love Nashville. <laughs> and we've been trying to get there, or we just came from there. And uh, and it's a badge of honor, man, when you kind of tell people you're from Nashville. Yeah. And was it like that 15 years ago? No. I remember when I moved here, people are like, You're moving to Nashville? And I'm like, Nashville where? Yeah, I'm moving to Nashville, and they're like Asheville, okay. North Carolina. Oh, that's really great. No, 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 yeah. not Nashville. Nashville. Yeah, the billboards <laughs> there, right? Yeah, we get that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but now you tell you people you're from Nashville, and they're just their eyes just light up, oh, and they're yeah. like, 
it, yeah. you know, just let just love it. So uh, we're very fortunate to live in such a great city and a vibrant city. And mm-hmm. and somebody said, well, why does everybody go to Nashville? And I said, drive down Broadway on a Tuesday, yeah. random Tuesday yeah. night, okay? Yeah. And I'll tell you why people move to Nashville. Because mm-hmm. yeah. um, the city is alive with people. Yes. And, uh, and, and it's amazing to me how diverse the economy is. If you were to say to somebody who's not from here, you know, we have actually have a pretty big auto sector. They would go, automobiles in Nashville? But there are three plants yeah. in the Nashville MSA. Yeah. Three yeah. of them. And the vendors alone off of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it's a very diverse, the medical, mm-hmm. you know, with Vanderbilt and all the resulting. And then the number of universities. Oh, there's a ton of universities. Holy cow. And not, not podunk little things. No, I mean, Belmont, ones. Lipscomb. Oh, and publishing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Publishing's yeah. big here. It's it's not it's not sand. It's not built on sand. It's not even built on tourism. I mean, tourism is a nice component of, it, yeah, for of sure. what we're doing, but it's it's built on solid rock. I mean, this but is just a solid rock economy. You said the yes. the auto industry. I mean, GM just announced another six hundred jobs going down to Saturn or yeah. Saturn. Geez, Columbia. Saturn, it's still, it'll always the GM be Saturn plan. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The G, you can tell he's been here a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's still the Saturn Parkway. So. Yes, it, it is. is. the Saturn Parkway. You are this correct. Is, is, Ten years from now, people are like, why did they name it after that planet? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Us that have been here forever, the true Nashvillians will know. That's right. But are we really true Nashvillians? I think as long as we've been here, I think no, we can say that. Is. How long have you been here? Two. Uh, I've been here uh, almost 20 years. I've been here six, 17 years. Almost 20 now. Wow. Jimmy? 19 years. Jimmy uh, said 1969 two. is when I started living here. Wow, you got to speak. Of course, I, I did move away for 18 years, so. I about to say, I think I might have you. I don't think I have him beat, but I've been here. I grew up here. I went to school here. Oh, really? Well, I didn't you know that. Be, you got to beat. No, but I moved I moved away. I came back, though. Always came back. But any event, we've got to jump out to a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the values going up and appraisals and how that can create a little bit of a conflict and cause you some anxiety. But kind of walk you through that and then also talk about historic rates and where they're at today and why you need to buy today. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC. You're listening to the Money Man Mike Show. Where we talk all things real estate. You know, there's many times people come to us and, you know, there's, what's the rates? Where, where's rates at today? Where are they going and so forth? And, you know, people that rate shop, that's a whole different subject and show for me, but there's so many different scenarios where we can show people where if you're rate shopping and you're not understanding how you, the kind of loan program affects your bottom line, uh, especially if you don't have full 20% to put down. You know, a lot of times people go out and get the lowest rate and they end up with a higher monthly payment than what they could get if they receive, if they actually took a higher rate with a different loan program. And it's hard for people to wrap their heads around that, but, you know, like I said, it's a whole different show. But rates themselves historically have been much, much higher than where they're at today. As of September of la- uh, last year, geez, September of 2016, the average 30-year was 3.46. Wow. And back in the 2000s, 6.29. You want to take a guess in 1990s? 10. Uh, Close. Uh, I remember. It was, that when I started off, 
And 91 rates were 10, over 10%. We had a big part of the office when the rates dropped yeah. to 9 and 7 eighths. 1990s, 8.12. We were partying. <laughs> Not in 70s! <laughs> At 80s, 12.7. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember yeah. when I first got into real estate, which was like 12, 13 years. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, one of the agents in my office, you know, they're all telling you about in the old days when they had to read the books for the MLS, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. they were like, and rates were like 16%. And I was like, yeah, because they were like six, you know, yeah, and yeah. I was just like, I couldn't even imagine. I got this book I keep, I got literally the year I started in this business, 92, I think is what it was. And it's a dictionary. It's a real estate dictionary. It's like a pocket dictionary. It has yeah. all kinds of terms. It has rate charts in there and a bunch of stuff that I refer back to. But the unfortunately, the lowest rate it goes oh, to it, in the book is like 6.5%. Yeah, I have one, I have one <laughs> the old factor cards. Yeah. And now, like, you have a phone app and you have so, you don't need mm. any of that stuff. Mm-mm. The old factor cards, um, I had one and it stopped at 6.5%. But my employees will ask me questions repeatedly about stuff, and I'm like, I've already told you what that is. And so now I just hand them the dictionary, the real estate dictionary, and I'm like, Look it up. Look it up. Learn something. And learn something today. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You can do that after I've already told you once. Yeah. Do you not have Google on your machine? I was about over to say, there? Google it. Yeah. No, it's easier to ask somebody. Uh, that's true. That's true. It's easier to ask somebody that's to uh, to do that. But you know, everybody's talking about the rates going down when the elections come around. I mean, what, mm-hmm. what are y'all's thoughts on that? Do you think we're going to see. Something to happen when the re- when the election's done or what? Whatever happens will be temporary. Yeah, I don't see anything major, and I don't see. If anything, the Feds will raise short-term rates, and we'll see a little bit of a decrease in mortgage rates. Why have the rates went down? I mean, they've went down pretty substantially the last few weeks, haven't they? Actually, it's done a reversal. Um, if you look at the recent charts, bonds haven't been doing real well, so it's. It's hard to describe on radio without being able to see the, the bond chart and the stock market charts and understand it all. But it's just the the market, the inflation. I mean, there's the they're trying to figure it out. The, and, yeah. and, the, and the issue is, as I see it, and, and this is really uh, totally debatable. Investors will disagree. So this is my point of view on this. The insight from David Lukey. When, when they when they're talking about raising rates, bond prices will drop and rates mm-hmm. will go up, and and then. The investors from Europe and China and from anywhere in the Pacific Rim or whatever, they go, oh, thank goodness, because there's no better place than America mm-hmm. to invest your money. Mm-hmm. And they would rather break even in America than lose money where they live. Mm-hmm. And so they rush in and they buy bonds. Every time every time rates drop, they go, oh, let me go buy some more bonds, U.S. bonds. And they and they investors are coming from all across the country. Uh, uh, you know, so I, I heard something this morning on the radio. Did you hear about Canada? The Canada sent uh, the United States a, uh, a little card via YouTube. Did you hear about this? No. Oh, this is great. Canada sent all of us as Americans a message. Oh boy! And just go, go to YouTube and look at it. It's All really right. cool. Message from Canada. A message from Canada, telling us that America's great. Thank you for being a great neighbor. America's great. If you think you need to be great again, you're wrong because America is great. And they go through, and these are these are Canadian citizens saying, "You guys are generous. You guys come through in a pinch. You help out the weaker. You, you know, but we're just going through all these things that America is great at. Right. 
And they sent us, and they said, yeah, they, 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 the Canadian government put this together and they sent it to us on, on Instagram, I think. And it's now it's on YouTube and it's everywhere. You can find it. It's pretty great. America is hmm. great. We've got a nice little, you know, don't worry about it. You're okay card from uh, Canada. Isn't that cool? Wouldn't cool. have stopped that. Yeah. And so the Canadians are buying our bonds too. Everybody buys them. So, you know, it, it is kind of one of those things. I, I think, and the market kind of keeps doing that, whenever there's bad news or supposedly yeah. they're going to raise rates, inflation's going to go up, bonds turn around and go back up, yep. which yep. means lower rates. Yep. It, it'll all work out. But, you know, to, to bring this whole rate discussion home, I guess is the best way to say it, is, you know, you take a $200,000 house. No pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. $200,000 house. At three point four six, just principal and interest, taxes and insurance is separate, and in addition, your thirty year payment would be eight ninety four. It's crazy. Okay. What, what size? Two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand. That's crazy. How many people are paying that much or more in rent? That's crazy. Oh, exactly. Everybody. Now you take it back to two thousands when the rates were six point two nine. That eight ninety four jumps up to twelve thirty seven. Mm hmm. That's crazy. Nineteen nineties. 8.1, I mean, it's insane. And people are paying those kind of numbers today for rent when they could be owning their own place what and was saving. That, what was that Locking it in before rights do anything. Yeah. What was that principal interest rate again? 894. 894. Mm-hmm. Well, your buying power is, it, does, it, it takes you far in town around here. I just distracted everybody. I'm I know. so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. For all <laughs> the listeners, like, what, is, what just happened? We just had dead air. I just was pointing out to Michael and, and uh, uh, Andrew here real quick that of that $894, oh, I know 310 you is your principal. Which means? Your, your interest is only seven. I'm uh, sorry, uh, $584. Which means 310 bucks is doing what? Is your savings account. Exactly. For savings. You, yeah, it's your, it's your balance sheet that you're improving your balance sheet every month. Yes. Whereas renting, you're throwing every penny away. And I didn't do the calculations real quick, but I know that it goes down. Yes. It gets cut almost in half when you go to 6.5%. Well, everybody makes a mortgage payment if you're paying rent. Absolutely. Just whether it's yours or your landlord's. Absolutely. You're either paying your payment or somebody else's, and at the end of the day, when you move out, you either get a check or uh, the next person comes in and mm-hmm. takes your place and keeps making somebody's payment for them. Yep. So well, All of my tenants have been in my place at least four years, four to six years. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I thank you. <laughs> Oh man, is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. But at the same time, it's like we've discussed before. Not everybody is cut out to be a homeowner, but yet you hate to see them when they have the means and Mm -hmm. the capability to do it. But yet, they don't do it. They 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 have the little man, little girl, or the little devils sitting on their shoulder saying, "You can't do this." (coughs) Yeah, yeah. But you know, we can only do so much to help them. But at the same time. It's it's a heck of an opportunity to buy a house. Oh yeah, and great financial gains that you can get out of it right now. Yeah. So we'll jump into the appraisals real quick. Um, what y'all's feeling of appraisers? And not to say not you, they're bad, they're terrible, or anything like that, but just your professional opinion on what's going on in today's market. Some I like and some I don't. <laughs> I haven't had any appraisal issues. I've had a lot of appraisal issues. Have you? Yes. But it's weird because, like, sometimes the ones I'm like, oh, that'll appraise all day long. I ain't even worried mm. about it. And then they're like, oh, it's five under. 
And then the ones where I'm like, ooh, it's going to be tough. It's really hard. I think the uh, fact then that, that you, one will appraise. I think the fact that you can't have, you're not supposed to have discussions with the appraisers really hurts the process because there's information that you could provide to them and explain to them why why the house could be valued yeah. at a a certain way that that nowadays the lenders or people it's you know you're you're not allowed to talk to the appraiser or whatever to do it. I but, can talk to the appraiser, but a lot of them won't. I mean, I had a house that under appraised that was more definitely 100% worth more because the all three comps he used, I had seen them. I'd been in them. Oh, I know what you're talking and about. And I was like, I'm telling you, this house compared to this house, is they're not the same. The yeah. Mine's way nicer. Yeah. I had points. You know, this one was tile. This one was hard floor. This one, you know. Just a craftsmanship between I the mean, two. I mean, yeah, but he would not. Nope, didn't care. Well, people have to know that an appraisal is somebody's opinion yes. of the value of the property, not a scientific method to the value of the property itself. So and therein lies the difference is that it's an opinion. Yeah. Check out our uh, post about this because it's it's definitely an interesting thing about appraisers and homeowners not seeing eye to eye on home values. And it helps you understand the situation and so on. But if you got any other questions, give us a call and we'll walk you through it. We've got to run it around. Yeah. Tongue tied. Good thing we're at the end of the show. We got to go. Money Man Mike, News Radio 1510. We're out.